Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is TV Black Box. Bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Rob McKnight here. We're talking Big Brother. It was an emotional one tonight, an unexpected one. Tim Dormer was evicted from the Big Brother house and he joins me now. Hey, Tim. G'day, Rob. How are you? Mate, uh, I have so many thoughts and feelings. First of all, uh, let's start on the positive. You played, you you owned this game. You were (laughs) the master manipulator. Uh, everyone was fearful of your wrath if they did the wrong thing <laughs> by you. And you also, you were just very entertaining. Oh, thank you very much. I know I'm very proud of my game. I guess I I, I could be bitter that, that they finally got me out. But to last as long <laughs> as I did, in, with the target, the size it was on my back, I, I'm very proud of, of my game. And I think we made some great television. That That's mm. what I was there for. I, I love entertaining. So I hope you all enjoyed it. Mate, uh, you certainly made some great TV. Do you think when you look back that if you had just stuck to the original plan of <laughs> voting with the OGs, you'd make final three? No, absolutely not. You don't believe that. I think you're totally wrong. (laughs) As if, as if, because I'll tell you why, the OGs, whether they'll admit it or not, were also very threatened by me. And my strategy was to work with them. And then I knew at a certain point in the game, and it happened about halfway through, that they'd start questioning me and wondering whether my game was quite strong and I, I was using them and... People like Estelle and Dave started rumbling. Me and Reggie would have would have done and worked together till the end, but but of Dave, uh, Dave and Estelle, yeah, they they had their suspicions and didn't want to further my game. Um, and so yeah, from the very start, I knew I had to be building relationships with the newbies because if I was ever nominated alongside. OGs early on in the game, I knew I'd be the one to go first. There's just no way the OGs would save me over each other. Like I would have been the first they would have thrown under the bus. So, I mean, when the first time I was nominated next to two OGs, Reggie and Estelle, I only survived that because I had made deals and and relationships and alliances with the newbies. So, yeah. yeah, I, this, it was an illusion that the OGs could have worked together till the end. I mean, by nature of the game, a, a player gets evicted every few days. The strategy of strength in numbers, just it, it's not sustainable. It, it was an illusion. and, and There's I always a point where that comes down. I agree with you on that. The, the one thing I would challenge you on is Estelle seemed very distraught at the idea that you didn't understand that she was backing you to the hill and would have voted with you all the way. 
Um, and, and even when I spoke to her yeah, yesterday. Well, that's, a, that's a lie because she would have definitely kept Reggie or Dave over me. Any day. I'm not talking top three, mate. I, I'm talking about getting all the OGs into top ten and possibly yeah, top so five. If I was ever nominated alongside Reggie and Dave, Estelle wouldn't be saving me. That none, none yeah, of yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and and I avoided that from happening. And and when I did jump ship, who was nominated? Estelle, Dave, and Reggie. I, I was only not in that mix because of the hard work that I I built relationships beyond the OGs, and they hadn't. So, I probably would have been out instead of Dave that week. It's uh, it's interesting, Estelle, and you have seen to have had a bit of a falling out. She said to me yesterday on the podcast that you had reached out and she hadn't returned that call yet. It's been 24 hours. Has she returned that call yet? No, no. I I mean, it's a very busy time for both of us. I just wanted to let her know that I'd love to to chat and and reconcile before finale. I think... We've, we've both hurt each other in the game and outside the game. I wanted to own my part in it. Um, and and I think I think we need to sort of congratulate each other on each other's game. We both lasted so long and we both adore Reggie. And if our aim was to, to keep Reggie in for as long as we could, if, if we had to bow out at the finish line so Reggie goes forward and, and wins the show, then both of us have got what we wanted. I don't think we need to kind of um, keep feuding with each other about whether head versus heart. Um, we both <laughs> just play very different strategies. And, um, yeah, I, I hope we can chat. I have my podcast out where I sort of um, really get raw and real about my relationship with Estelle and how... I take responsibility for maybe hurting her and and what went wrong. Um, playing this game with with such a close friend, um, I don't want this game to have cost my friendship with Estelle. So I hope in the next week before finale we can sort of chat it out together and 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 be really proud of our games. This is the new podcast you're launching tonight. It's called The Big Mouth, isn't it? Yes, yeah, The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. So my life after reality TV, I mean, I've got a big mouth and it often gets me <laughs> in trouble. Um, people love it. Because I, I know I, the feeling, Tim. I know yeah. the feeling. <laughs> you, you can't kind of have it both ways. With, with the truth comes a bit of truth bombs and, and painful truths. And I think, um, yeah, the podcast platform is going to be great for me to be able to keep sharing myself with the audience and maybe share a bit of a different side um, of Tim than people are used to. Everyone knows Tim, the game player, the strategic mastermind, but I get pretty raw about some of my vulnerabilities and, and some of the toughest lessons I've been through in life. And I think people are going to really enjoy hearing a different side of Tim. Uh, I can't wait to have a listen. I don't mean to harp on Estelle, but the reason I come back to it is because, for me, the the relationship and the breakdown of your relationship during this season, and, and especially since the episodes have been going to air and what's played out on social media, has been a, 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 a very big deal. You were good friends. Um, uh, you you went in there as you know, and, and the assumption was you'd be a team. Uh, we we've seen what's played out. People have their own. Uh, ideas on who was right, who was wrong and all that kind of stuff. Um, she is obviously very hurt 
do you understand where that comes from? If you remove yourself from Tim Dormer and, and the reasons why you've made all the decisions you've made, do you understand her hurt? Yeah, absolutely. And I hope she understands my hurt as well. I think we show hurt very differently. Tim likes to hide it. I don't show my vulnerabilities very um, loudly, whereas Estelle wears her heart on her sleeve and is quite a, an emotional player. And I feel as though, um, yeah, I, I made an insensitive joke on Twitter. Uh, she made some pretty dangerous defamatory allegations, which which have legal ramifications. Um, I, I asked her to to explain her comments um, because they weren't true. And that's what hurt me is that someone who was my friend was portraying me in really poor light, critiquing my character, saying that I verbally abused her, which didn't happen from a duty of care point of view from the show. The show is filmed 24-7. I understand that that's dangerous commentary. I do understand that. Yeah, so that that was really scary and sad for me that that she was engaging with that narrative. I don't know whether it was to kind of really try and sort of drive a wedge and 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 clear sides and and try and get people to believe her side or not. I I I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong. I'm I'm wrong in in what I what I treated to her. Um, but that was that was my hurt coming out. Um, and which I think the original tweet and would have been her hurt coming out. So, you know, there's, this is the thing I come back to, and this is what I hope there is a way forward for you guys, because there has been hurt on both sides and it would be a shame to think the show that brought you together is the same show that tears you apart. Exactly. And, and yeah, that's what I chat about in my podcast that, um, if, if we've lost a beautiful friendship because of that game, then that game wasn't worth it. That's I, I'm someone that keeps saying it's just a game. It's just a game, but Estelle would, would say it's a lot more than a game and she's right. It is, it's more than a game. And we did have a pre-existing friendship that, um, was really tested in, in that game. And I think, that's why I'd love to reconcile with Estelle because I think it's so important for all the young people watching and also fully grown adults to realise that you can have conflict with people in your life, you can have different opinions, um, but that doesn't mean that if you don't agree with someone that you should remove them from your life, that they should be cancelled or, or you, you just unfollow them or, or ghost them. I think our society needs to be able to have conversations about understanding each other, even if you don't agree. Um, and so I hope me and Estelle can agree to disagree and and sort of break bread together. And and that's what families do. I guess I, I talked about on on the show in the double eviction that that big brother is a big family and think about it families don't always get along we sometimes go through (laughs) pretty nasty arguments together but at the end of the day um there's love there and and i know me and estelle still love each other um and i yeah i really otherwise you wouldn't care both of you wouldn't care so much if you didn't love each other yep yep exactly so i i am i ashamed of how it's played out yeah we both probably could have acted a lot a lot wiser but we're both pretty real and and I'm also just showing authentic reaction I'm I'm not someone who guards my words and it means that I get into trouble my big mouth gets me into trouble sometimes um but I think it's that's real that's reality and (laughs) 
like the show definitely played out in the real world um, with the tension with me and Estelle. So I'm I'm sure we'll we'll put our differences aside and and I think you'll get a phone call from her before the end of the week, yeah, uh, before finale. And and um, you know I, I wish the best for both of you. Let's talk about uh, your strategy because I think when it comes to strategy, you're a master. But you also made some fundamental mistakes. I disagree with you about. I think you could have gotten a higher ranking with the OGs, but I do take your point about who would have ended up in final three. So I'm I'm bearing that in mind. But one of the biggest mistakes I think you made was letting Drew back into the tent after he had completely turned on the OGs. And uh, I mean, I made some offhanded comment that you were thinking with your dick, and I won't be so. <laughs> uh. Uh, but you have a long friendship with Drew and you forgave a lot. Uh, you forgave so much with letting him back in and wanting to work with him again. Yeah, absolutely. I guess if you watch the 2013 season where I won, that was a really genuine friendship. Um, we were yes. and yep. And I don't think I would have won had I not had just the support of a friend through the whole process. So when he came back into the game, I thought, oh, my gosh, this this – I was so unprepared. I thought Tully would come back, but the fact that Drew was there was just my eyes lit up with fun. But then I also thought, hang on a minute, out of everyone, he's going to want to beat his mate this time around. And the way he You, you played, were right. Yeah, the way he played, I, I would have been prepared to lose to him. Like he played some pretty good moves. Um as as soon as Sammy's girlfriend left the house. And I guess like that's I copped a lot of criticism for again targeting Drew's girlfriend. I mean it was Tully in 2013 and now it was Sam. But, but also it was Tully in this game. You targeted Tully oh, yeah. and Sam. <laughs> yeah. Tully unrelated to Drew. If Drew wasn't there, I still would have not wanted to be in the same room as Tully. Um but okay. I mean watch Drew's gameplay as soon as Sam left, he was his head was in the right place. Um he's just much better to be around without his girlfriends and any male <laughs> would say that about their male mates. I think it's it's ludicrous that some people would think that it's because I have a crush on Drew. I absolutely have never had feelings like that. <laughs> He's not my type and gay guys can have purely platonic relationships with. I know, I'm just being a shit stirrer. Yeah, but it's it's obvious he plays better without the girlfriend yeah. around and and most guys would prefer to hang out with their male mates without the girlfriends around <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, whether or not has been oh, sorry, oh i i think drew copped a lot of criticism for turning on the ogs first um but he that was smart gameplay the ogs were not for drew um just like they weren't for me, as as they're saying, they can say as much as they want, and I think Drew would agree. There's some OGs that we did not want to see winning, and I there was only Reggie. That was the only OG that I was prepared to lose to. So I was happy to cut all the others out besides Reggie, and I did. Mm. She's there in the finale. Oh well, she's there in finale week, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. If it wasn't me, I wanted Reggie to win. Well, we're all hoping she gets to the finale, and of course. Uh, uh, that would be tough for whoever she's up against if she makes it that far. And, you know, all my money's on Reggie. I want her. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, talk to me about Taras, because I think the thing you and Taras have in common is you're good game players. I think fundamentally, though, he's a flawed character in the fact that he's nasty about it. You're fun and you're strategic and, you know, you're like, yeah, I voted for you, but, you know, I like you or I don't like you. You're up front. He, I mean, he makes a virtue of the fact that he can manipulate, he can play a social game, he's a challenge beast. When it comes to if he makes the final three, I don't know that he's presented a likable figure to be Australia's choice for that 250000 Yeah, there's absolutely no way he'll win the money. And I told him that on my finale, um, on my eviction night, um, that Taras had a PR nightmare on his hands. He had left a wake of bodies behind him that were yeah. saying that, that he had stabbed them in the back and a lot of them were OGs. And I don't know what his gameplay was. I... I I didn't think he actually wanted to win. I think he just wanted to get to finale. And I I said to him on a personal level, like, oh, you are going to actually be hated because of the decisions you've made and and the choices you've, how you've played this game. I don't know how I get away with it and he doesn't. I think you're right. There's something about... um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of do it There's in There's a, a nastiness to the way he does it. I'll tell you what it is. There's a nastiness. And, you, yeah, look, we're all capable of in a moment getting a little bit nasty. But he will boldface lie to someone and, you know, say, I've got you 100%. And, and then, you know, Johnson has said it multiple times that um, I, uh, he's always told me that he'll look after me and every time he gets the chance, he nominates me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't trust a thing that guy says. And and I think he reached, he had a turning point. He was flying underneath the radar until that challenge where you guys were outside with the whiteboards yeah. and, and, and whiteboards and two things were said. Who's flying underneath the radar? And you all picked most of all, if not all, most of you picked Taras. And secondly, then who's going to be nominated next or evicted next? And it was him. Yeah. And something snapped in him at yeah. that point and he just went, right. Game on. It was almost game on, Moles. You yes. know? <laughs> and what's frustrating is that I knew that in him from about week two or three, and I was pleading with the OGs, we need to get rid of Taras. We need to get rid of Taras. Right. So they didn't see it. That Dave had a, had, a, had a deal with Taras. They weren't ever going to nominate each other, and Estelle had a very close relationship with Taras where she was never going to nominate him. And I said, he is holding back on challenges to make sure he doesn't win, to show. I said he's got more in him, and I said he's got everyone wrapped around his finger trust-wise in the game, and I knew that it was a crock of shit. And it was the week that, <laughs> Lulu, it was the week that Lulu got evicted that it was up to Estelle to chat to Taras and JC, and she said, yep, they've promised me that, he, that they are voting to keep Lulu and not Sam, and... And they didn't, and Lulu left, um, and Sam stayed. And at that point, I knew, nah, you cannot trust Taras at all. 
And I tried many times to to get him out, but he'd either win the challenge so he couldn't be nominated or, um, yeah, people did not want to ever target him. So it's quite frustrating. I guess if there's any mistake I can own in the game, it's that I didn't win that final challenge, which would have given me the power to target Taras. If there was one moment, you, you, you mentioned winning that challenge, but if there was one moment you could change throughout your gameplay, Yep. Outside of that moment, what would it be? Uh, so the week that Gabby and I won the challenge and we got to choose the three nominees, we used a squeeze vote of Johnson and Alicia to get JC out. Now, JC had been very verbal about wanting me out of the game, but he didn't have the manipulative sway that someone like Taras had. And had it not been Gabby as well making the decision, she didn't blonde well with JC at all. She wanted JC gone. I would have targeted Taras that week and we would have got him out with that squeeze vote. Um, it's it's just frustrating that at that stage I thought, oh, Taras isn't coming for me yet, but JC is. I'll get JC out first, Taras next. Should have done it the other way around. Uh, are you ever surprised when you look back, when you're watching the episodes and you see the kind of gameplay that was going on? Um, Brenton pretending he didn't even know what Big Brother was. So that was part of his strategy. <laughs> I think the only thing worse than Brenton's strategy is his acting skills. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't say that because he he he's called an actor. But um yeah, no, I knew I knew Brenton was just, yeah, really paddling fast. I mean, all he had to do was kiss Johnson's butt and and that got him through to where he did in the game and and mine, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting to watch it all back, I guess. Um, it's different, isn't it? Because you're in this position now, and I've talked about it with a few people where usually it's happening while you're living it. Yeah. And this time you've lived it, you've done it six months later, you're watching it at the same time as, as the viewers, but you're experiencing it as a viewer. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, you've had a lot of time. Like, we wrapped filming late last year, so it's been six yeah. months playing in our heads and there's still some secrets that are coming out. I remember the night that that Sam saw the footage of Drew making the deal with Joel. Um, yes. Sam on the group messenger chat was furious at Drew. She still did not know the extent of of that lie that Drew told her, that that he wasn't targeting the girlfriends, he didn't mean the girlfriends. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's fascinating that behind the show there's a lot of drama that still goes <laughs> on. The game doesn't end when we leave the house. <laughs> Is everyone in that chat or have some people dropped out because they've been so angry? Yeah, some people have dropped out. I don't know who um, is still, yeah, I don't, I don't, people come and go. I turn the notifications yeah. off. It's it's mostly just Reggie sharing dumb memes. <laughs> oh, so it's Reggie on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, all, we all love Reggie for sure. Um, it's, it's something I've wanted to ask you. you. You've done the old traditional format here in Australia. You've played overseas and you've played in this new Channel 7 format, which is a first for Big Brother. Um, it hasn't been done in this format anywhere else where it's Survivor in a Warehouse, as, as yeah. we called it at TV Black Box. Um, what are your opinions about the new format? Um, well, it's interesting, I guess, uh, because I 
I guess I was, I, I played the old format like a game and I was maybe one of the first strategic mm. players to get my way to the end. Um, but you just weren't allowed to verbalise it in the old game. Yeah, you weren't allowed to make alliances and, and sort of um, manipulate nominations but um i still was able to do that in my own way um (laughs) i think (laughs) yeah like it's it's a really polished show what it is now it's very quick and it's all about the gameplay but i think bringing back such well-loved characters exposed a bit of um some flaws in the new format is that we're just not getting to know the game players as human beings. And that's what Big Brother in its essence used to be, that experiment Mm. of putting human beings in a house from all different walks of life and watching them just live together and and what happened. Um, There's not enough time in the current format to sort of let us fall in love with people and and get to know them. And it sort of forces unnatural behaviour playing a game um, so whether you can call it reality TV still, I, I don't know. But I think what what I did in Canada is this format, but it's more live that the show is still turned around in a 24-hour period. Yeah. And I think the audience in Australia like craves that that live element, being able to tune in and watch live feeds. Like that that was when Big Brother was in the heyday. I used to love that. I used yeah. to watch those live feeds back in the Channel 10 days. And I, yeah. I if I was up late at night, I'd just have the live feed going. And, yeah, yeah. You know, the housemates sleeping or whatever they were yep. doing. It, it, there was something about that connection that it was playing out in real time. And for us as contestants in the house this time around, it was there's sense of something hollow about it that we knew no one was watching us while we were doing mm. it. It was it was kind of sad that when you left the house, you went back to your world and nobody was there. They hadn't seen you, they hadn't gone along the journey. No reaction. No reaction. And that that yeah, I think that's what's missing, I think, in the new version. And I hope one day Big Brother in Australia will return to some kind of live element. So fans feel like they have that greater connection with the housemates and, and we'll get behind them more. Um, yeah, that's been sort of a bit sad for me is that some of the newbies that that we lived with, we we formed the human connection with them. The audience is only seeing them from a real game point of view and they're copying a lot of criticism. People like Alicia, who is lovely and is an amazing mm. game player, is only really being presented in her, her game character well i don't really know anything about it you know and and the thing is we have a connection with the ogs because we live their experiences and that's why we're uh rooting for them you know we don't know these new players Uh, maybe on a surface level we do but not like we know you guys yeah not enough to back them to win and i think that's where that love for the ogs comes from is that it's a pre-existing relationship that Absolutely. when people like Drew or I even consider not working with them, it's it's like, oh, sacrilege. Like how dare it is. you? Yeah, yeah. So I and think when you say that, though, when you yeah. say that, can I, I have to ask you this because there were a lot of times you really got to decide who was going, right? And as I was watching the series progress, I sometimes thought, this one is in strategy. He's bored. 
Yeah. And he's just wanting to cause mischief. Yes, yes, oh, absolutely. I think at the end of the day, that's one of my strengths is is a bit of randomness that to be unpredictable. But that became predictable, I guess. Um, yeah, and and I maybe that's to my to my game detriment that sometimes I do just make silly, dumb decisions because I'm bored. But hey, that's that's what the element of of Tim is that random always keeping people on their toes whether they're playing the game with me or watching me on the show you're never going to know what I'm going to do and that's right that's fun I love it (laughs) and we love you Tim and uh I really want you and Estelle to be friends and 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 be good because I'll be at the finale and I'll be wanting you guys to be all peas and mum beans because um there's something very special about the people in Big Brother and you've brought a lot of joy, uh, a lot of heartache, and but yeah. a lot of bloody good TV. I'll give you that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say thank you to everyone that was watching. I was really nervous to come back. I'd had a few really tough years in my life where I didn't feel very confident to put myself back out there. And when I stepped back into that house, I just fell in love with the game again and and this, yeah. this um, per, like, Tim, that the from Big Brother that I I'd sort of walked away from years ago. I I love being that guy and and putting on a show for everyone watching because I am such a big Big Brother fan myself, and I hope it's not the last that you'll see of me on TV. Whether it's association with Big Brother down the track or other TV shows, I I definitely would love to keep. Um, being the idiot that I am on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope to see you too, mate. Thank you so much for joining us on TV Black Box and I look forward to trying out the new podcast, The Big Mouth with Tim Dorman. Excellent. Thanks very much, Rob. It's been a great chat. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.